Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Tens of thousands are rallying across Europe in protest of Russia's invasion. Why are we not seeing more of this in this country? I'm going to explain why coming up in just a moment. But before we get into the latest breaking news coming out of the Ukraine and Moscow and even the U.K., with the U.K. Uh, Brexit minister is now calling for the conservative government to, quote, reconsider their fracking ban, a development they say is now about national security, not about access to affordable energy for Britons. It's a national security issue. Why aren't we looking at it the same way in this country? We're going to deal with that. But there's another story that involves Hunter Biden. And it is a story that I want to bring attention to. Computer repairman, the guy who alerted the FBI to Hunter Biden's laptop, is now facing bankruptcy, we are being told. The computer repairman at the center of the Hunter Biden laptop saga is ready to tell his side of the story. In a new interview with the New York Post, John Paul Mac Isaac, who in 2020 alerted the FBI of incriminating emails, text messages, photos, and financial documents on Biden's infamous laptop before turning it over to Rudy Giuliani because our government can't be trusted with this information, revealed that he's since lost his store and now faces bankruptcy. He said, quote, I was getting a lot of death threats. I I had to have a Wilmington trooper parked in front of my shop at all times. Mac Isaac continued, there were multiple situations where people came in and you could tell they were not there to have a computer fixed. And if there were not other people in the shop, I don't know what would have happened. I was having vegetables, eggs, dog poop thrown at the shop every morning. The former owner of the Mac shop in Wilmington, Delaware, says that he's endured harassment also from the IRS and harassment from other government agencies citing the difficulties he's faced while attempting to file for unemployment even last December. I would open up a case, wouldn't hear anything, then open another case, then open another case, and then I was told to stop opening up cases, and they would keep closing these cases, he said. As a result, Mac Isaac faces bankruptcy, adding that since closing his shop, he's been forced to work several odd jobs. Bankruptcy looks like my option, he said. A buddy of mine doesn't, does estate cleanouts, manual labor. I helped a neighbor redo their porch, and I'm trying to do more with woodworking. Despite his hardships, Mac Isaac has no regrets on ending up at the center of such a controversial story, saying, if I had the choice to do it again, I would absolutely do it again. I was raised since Sunday 11 to believe if you see something, you say something. Now, reality of what is happening to this man sucks. Hunter Biden's laptop repairman has been harassed, which is exactly what I would expect from the left. He is, as I said, nearly bankrupt. He sat down for this interview, as I mentioned, with the New York Post. Here is part of what he had to say in his story to the Post, in his own words, the first time he's ever been 
done, really done a sit-down interview like this. My name is John Paul Mac Isaac, and when I'm asked if there's anything that I would have handled differently about the Hunter Biden laptop, uh, knowing now how much I gained to lose, uh, I would have not cared nearly as much about my personal safety, and I would have tried to bring things to people's attention a lot sooner and a lot louder. In my community, initially, uh, I was being labeled a, a stooge for the Russians. Uh, lately, uh, since the invasion of Ukraine, I've been getting that label renewed. Uh, you know, a fascist Russian stooge, and Putin thanks me for my service. And that's by people that I know and people I used to call friends. I think it's very odd that uh, after all everything had gone down, uh, that I should get a, a $57 bill from the IRS. Uh, I brought it to the attention of an accountant friend of mine, and he informed me that the IRS never goes back that far unless they're looking for something, and that he suspects that this was a way of them letting me know that I was uh, under a magnifying glass. Under a magnifying glass, a $57 bill. If that's not a shot across the bow from the federal government that, hey, we'll ruin your life because of what you did, I don't know what is. This Delaware computer repair shop owner, all he did was alert the FBI to that laptop. And when the FBI didn't want to deal with it, he gave it to Rudy Giuliani. Now the guy's lost his career getting death threats. I had to have a Wilmington, Wilmington trooper parked in front of my shop at all times all because he gave up this laptop. And then you go back and you all of a sudden this guy is 45 years old, saying his life has been completely upended after the laptop contents became public in a series of reports by the New York Post in October of 2020. Now, you got to understand what this guy saw and what he had on there. He saw incriminating information. Troves of international emails that clearly show corruption by the Biden family. Text messages, photos, financial documents between Hunter Biden and his family and business associates all over the world. The file showed a laundry list of shady business deals around the world with Hunter Biden looking to cash in on his family's connections while his father was the vice president. While his father was running for president. So now this dude has had to shut down his shop and flee the state. He spent almost a year holed up with family in Colorado and spent time in woodworking school. He applied for the unemployment. As I mentioned earlier, he ran into constant complications with, quote, government officials. There you go. This dude had a little store called the Mac Shop. The Mac Shop. And what did the government do to him? I'd open up a case, wouldn't hear anything. Open up another case, then open another case. And then I was told to stop opening up cases. And they would keep closing these cases. A bill's piled up. Mac dipped into his 401k, but the checks never came. In December 2021, the computer man sent a pointed letter to Delaware Senator Chris Coons. I would hate to think that I was singled out in a politically motivated attack if a state agency was weaponized to punish a perceived political enemy. The country has a right to know, he warned the Democratic colleague of Joe Biden. The unemployment cash came swiftly after that. Though Mac Isaac insists he still ended up getting shortchanged by several thousand dollars. And then he received the threat from the feds. I got an invoice 
on September the 6th, 2021 for a tax return in 2016. 2021, 2016. I took it to an accountant friend of mine who said they don't go back that far unless they're looking for something. He paid the $57.75 promptly. We have all seen how weaponized the IRS has become over the last decade, so I, was, I wasn't about to pick a fight, he said. I think all of this looks rather fishy, as he put it. I have been punished for my actions on so many levels, both to hurt me personally and to set an example for anyone else that might try to blow the wrong whistle. Things got worse when Mac Isaac sued Twitter over their decision to censor his Hunter Biden revelations in December of 2020. After the post stories broke, Twitter and Facebook moved to suppress the information. The suit was dismissed by a Florida judge with prejudice six months later. He was ordered to pay the tech giant's legal bills, a figure he said was roughly $175,000. Bankruptcy looks like my only option, adding that only after losing his business and now mostly he is just sustaining himself with odd jobs. Mac Isaac said even after social media began allowing the Hunter Biden stories to circulate that he remained squashed by various platforms. He accused YouTube of shadow banning his content by allowing it to remain on the site, but removing it from their normal algorithms, which culminated in a 30-day suspension in September, which he successfully appealed. But the damage had already been done. He's also written a book about his experience with a laptop, but has struggled to find a publisher willing to partner with him because what it's about. Despite all of this, Mac said he has no regrets. If I had the choice to do it again, I would absolutely do it again, he said. I was raised since 9-11 to believe if you see something to say something. When you get a bill from the IRS for 50 bucks from 06, like, come on, really? When you can't even get your unemployment benefits and you have to write a U.S. senator and then all of a sudden they start popping again? Really? Which goes back to a bigger part of this story. Sean Hannity brought this up the other night. I'm going to play it for you. And he said, why is Biden making Putin rich with oil? And he asked a serious question. Is this a favor for Hunter Biden? I am asking every American ally to also boycott all imports and exports as it relates to Russian energy of any kind. I'm asking oil producing nations to follow my lead and produce at record setting levels. The problem is Joe won't say that tomorrow night. Why won't Joe say it? Because Team Biden is more concerned about their crazy, insane climate change, new green deal socialism, the cult of climate change, instead of stopping Putin, lowering prices, that are impacting the American people, working families very hard. But if Biden and the far left extremists, if they really believe we need to reduce our dependence on foreign oil, then why did Joey lift sanctions on Nord Stream 2 the second he got into office? Maybe a favor he owed for Hunter? I don't know. And why did he give Putin even more leverage? Why was he helping Putin and Russia get rich again, just like Germany and all these Western European countries so reliant on Putin for the lifeblood of their economy. Now, that, this is the one sanction that would be the single most effective, and it's the one they're willing the least to do. Ask yourself why. Here with reaction. 
I love that. Ask yourself why. Why is Biden making Putin rich with oil? Is it a favor for Hunter Biden? And what the oligarchs and Hunter Biden, uh, everybody that he was involved with in Russia may have on him. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. One thing you have to understand about Ukraine, Russia, is what got us here. And I'm talking about personally. We know that Hunter Biden was doing business with Russian oligarchs. We know that from his laptop. We know that from his emails. We know that some of the people he's involved with in Russia have gotten uh, in serious trouble internationally with crimes that they have committed and with investigations into them. We know that there's direct lines to Vladimir Putin. We know that there is blackmail that Russia has on Hunter Biden which is exactly why you just heard Hannity bring up that question, right? Like, what do they have on him, and why is he helping Putin get rich off oil right now? But then there was another aspect of this, and, and we really need to understand the quid pro quo that was happening. You know, Joe Biden was on camera back in, I think it was 2019 now, bragging about his quid pro quo deal with Ukraine. He was bragging about the fact that he was able to hold money from Ukraine, American loans to Ukraine, American support to Ukraine, and he was able to do it because he was in charge of Ukraine policy. Now, he was sitting there on the Council of Foreign Relations on this panel, and we all know that the reason why he wanted the prosecutor fired, that he ended up getting fired by holding American dollars from, is because that prosecutor was investigating Burisma. We know that Burisma is the board that Hunter Biden set on, and we know that they were paying ungodly amounts of money to him for no expertise in the oil and gas business at all. They were buying access to Hunter Biden, and they were buying access to Hunter Biden's uh, uncle as well. The Biden crime family is how I describe it. We know that this president hated Zelensky from back then. Because Zelensky was the one that was, quote, trying to clear, clean things up. And that meant that it cut off the gravy train for his son, which meant money to Joe Biden. Joe Biden's the big guy in the crime family. Joe Biden gets a piece of all the action. It's very clear from the emails from that laptop that he is the big guy. Without Joe Biden, the entire crime family um, universe doesn't exist. Right. I mean, Hunter Biden's homeless if it isn't for Joe Biden's crime family. Hunter Biden's brother is probably homeless without Joe Biden. But instead, they're multi multi millionaires because they run the crime family. And this is Joe Biden bragging about getting the prosecutor fired, the same prosecutor that is looking into his son and the company his son works for. I I, I was. Not I, I, but it just happened to be that was the assignment I got. I, I, I got all the good ones. Uh, and uh, so I got Ukraine. And uh, 
Um, I remember going over convincing our team, our <clears throat> others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, right, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to the press conference. Said, "No, nah, I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, "You're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here." And I think it was what six hours. I looked. I said, "I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money." Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> Got fired. Got fired. This is a guy gloating about a phone call. This is a guy gloating about telling people that if you don't do what I tell you to do, I'm threatening Ukraine as a country. You better fire the prosecutor that is looking into my son's job with Burisma. And they're trying to figure out the corruption. And you better fire him because this can't come back to haunt me. And then after it happens, he's sitting there and he's smiling and he's laughing. Because we've got success. I got him fired. Now I don't have to worry anymore. Now I can keep cashing the checks coming in from China, coming in from Russian oligarchs, or coming in from Ukraine. We're back in business. You want to talk about an impeachable offense? There's one for you. Now, where are we with gas prices right now and what's happening? Because this is an even bigger part of the story, especially understanding the story I just told you about Hunter Biden. U.S. average gas prices have soared 22% in two weeks. We've hit a new record of $4.50 a gallon. The average U.S. price for regular gray gasoline at the pump soared a whopping 79 cents over the past two weeks to hit this new record. Now, the record on Sunday officially hit $4.43. They say by Monday it'll be $4.50. Above $4.50 on Tuesday. That exceeds by 32 cents the prior all-time high in July of 2008 when, you guessed it, Barack Obama and Joe Biden both were doing what they do so well, raising gas prices. And why were they raising gas prices? They're raising gas prices because they want you to get that electric car. They want to force you into submission. Industry analysts said the new price is still some way from the inflation-adjusted record high of about $5.24 a gallon. So that's supposed to make you feel better. The price of the pump is $1.54 higher than it was a year ago, with plenty of consumers pointing directly at President Joe Biden and his policies. You can't barely go to a gas station now without seeing the pictures that people put up, the stickers that people put up, those little decals, of a finger pointing at the gas price with I did that popping up at gas stations throughout the country as working class Americans are feeling the pain. By the way, I've got a whole bag in my car and every time I get gas now, I put that on the gas pump. Gas prices, they say, are likely to remain high, not just in the short term, but also for months on end. Could be throughout the entire summer. Global supply chain concerns from Russia's invasion of Ukraine fueling a large part of this, but also our lack of energy independence. 
Diesel prices, by the way, have also skyrocketed with a price up a dollar eighteen in recent weeks, now averaging over five dollars a gallon, five dollars and twenty cents a gallon. This is going to crush our economy. So what is the White House saying? They're desperate to pin the blame for U.S. gas prices squarely on Russian President Vladimir Putin while ignoring the all-around effects of Biden's energy policy, which is to not drill, and the effects of Biden inflation. The Biden administration has delivered the worst inflation that Americans have seen in more than 40 years, far outpacing higher wages, as more and more critics are noting. This, quote, is a Putin spike, is what the White House continues to say, even though this is a lie. Right? Jen Psaki at the White House said, again, this is a Putin spike at the gas pump, not one promoted by our sanctions. Nationwide, the highest average price for regular grade gas is also in San Francisco. It's at almost $6 a gallon. They say it'll be at $6 a gallon by midweek. According to a new survey, the average price of diesel is up to the highest level in history, and they say it will continue to rise. Now, let's go back to that question that was asked a moment ago. That question that was asked, and it was a brilliant question that was asked by Sean Hannity. Is this payoff, right? You got to ask the question now, is this payoff? I think there's a good chance that this president is not just doing this on purpose, but he's also doing it because he owes Vladimir Putin something or he's got to protect his son. Mark Levin came out with a brilliant commentary. And I want to play this commentary for you because it was so good about what's happening in this country and what's happening with us on the world stage and what's happening with Russia and what's happening with China. And now China and Russia are squarely aligned. We're now getting word that Russia has directly asked China for one, financial aid and two, military equipment to continue their fight in Ukraine and, well, maybe beyond. There are meetings happening as we speak between China and America where we're all obsessed, or I should say this administration is all obsessed with one thing. They are obsessed with not ratcheting up anything with Russia. They're afraid to provoke Russia. And so Russia has now found their new ally, and now they're asking for money and weaponry from China. Why is China going along with this? You can figure that out pretty quickly. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details i want to play for you real quick mark levin and he does his tv show life liberty and levin on fox news channel he's a dear friend of mine i I consider him a mentor uh and i was watching his show and i was like oh i gotta play that i gotta play that clip and then the, the clip just kept getting longer and longer because he kept saying things that were so brilliant and i want you to understand this is a guy that worked in the Reagan administration. This is a guy that understood the end of the Cold War. This is a guy that understands a lot of history and how to deal with people like Vladimir Putin. And I want you to hear what he had to say 
uh, about not only Putin, but also the GOP, the Democratic Party, the media for really promoting false stories that are that, that they are trying to use to manipulate the situation instead of just looking at the facts and the reality of the situation on the ground. Take a listen. As you watch and I sit here, Vladimir Putin's thugs are committing war crimes and atrocities at his direction. And in fact, as far as Vladimir Putin is concerned, they're not committing enough war crimes and atrocities because only then does he believe that they can take Ukraine and take Ukraine quicker than he can right now. You know, Biden likes to say bottom up and middle out when it comes to the economy. Nobody really knows what he's talking about, but I want to use that in the military context with Putin. What Putin means by bottom up and middle out is, I want to kill as many of their citizens as I can in Ukraine, starting with the babies and the women, to make it so atrocious, so horrific, so inhumane, that the government will finally hand me these cities and hand me the country and hand me the entire society so I can finally get what I want, Ukraine. And then from there, I intend to move. I intend to move beyond that. Now, how do we know he intends to move beyond it? Because he told us. He spoke about it and wrote about it last summer. What is it with these analysts who don't understand that this is just the beginning when it comes to Vladimir Putin? Now, we keep hearing the word escalation. You know, we don't want to escalate things. War crimes are one thing, genocide's another, but we can escalate beyond that. Putin hears this. His lapdog, Lavrov, he hears this, the foreign minister, they all hear it. So what do they do? They increase their threats and the, and the nature of their threats because they hear us talking about, well, we fear escalation. What he doesn't hear us talking about is deterrence. Deterrence. Peace through strength is about deterrence. What you're hearing from this administration is passivity, is weakness. That's what Putin's hearing. That's what Xi's hearing. That's what Tehran's hearing. That's what they're all hearing. Why do you think they attacked in the first place? And so he waves around the idea of nuclear weapons. We know he has nuclear weapons. The Soviet Union's had nuclear weapons. Now Russia, for over half a century, so have we. But he may use those nuclear weapons if we, if we dare to be involved in facilitating the delivery of MiG-29s, old jets, to the Ukrainians. Okay, so only modern missile systems, mobile missile systems can be conveyed. It doesn't even make any sense. And if Putin wanted to use... By the way, I love the point that he's making here. He's like, so let me get this straight. We're so stupid or they think we're so stupid that we won't give them jets that are old jets, right? Not new jets, old jets. But we'll give them modern missile systems, and that's not going to provoke them in a nuclear war. Right? It is totally absurd, the logic that is being used from this government. Oh, well, no, we can't give them old jets. Come on now. What's wrong with you, right? Old jets are not something we can be a part of. Missile systems, yes, that we can do. Old jets, bad. That'll start World War III. But missile systems that are brand new, oh, now that we can do. It's like, are you crazy? Are you totally psychotically uh, insane? 
to think that this is somehow a distinction that either side is going to like that Russia or Ukraine is going to give a crap about. They don't. But we don't want to provoke them right over and over again. We hear this. It's almost like, well, we can continue to witness and watch failure because we are too afraid or we've sold the American people and we don't want to provoke. Well, if we provoke, if we poke the bear, they might nuke us. So we're playing it smart, folks. That's what we're doing. We're playing it smart. We're being we're being cautious here, right? We're being careful here. And we really have to slow things down now. We're trying to save your lives and stop from a nuclear war. We don't want to give them these old jets because that might really make them angry. Mark's right. It's stupid. It's nuclear weapons. Well, why doesn't he use them? If he's that much of a nut, if he's that much over the edge, he doesn't need to wait for provocation, quote unquote, or escalation, quote unquote. And have we escalated anything? He invaded a sovereign country. He invaded a country that his country has an agreement with in 1994 to help protect their sovereignty if they give up their nukes. There are no nukes there. There's been a phony story about American biotech centers there to develop weapons and so forth. And of course, the Putin wing of the Republican Party, the Putin wing of the media, and the Putin wing of the Democrat Party, they're all over it. Now, those are old Soviet locations. By the way, listen to this. He, everybody's all over this, right? These rhinos, these, these, these war hawks in the GOP, the Democratic Party, the media, they're all promoting these false claims that Ukraine is developing these bioweapons with the U.S., trying to say, see, we really can't get involved. We've got to be cautious here. Look at we got to be careful. They might nuke us. There's these biological weapons, possibly. It's all old news. It's not real. Doesn't matter, though, because if you report it in the newspaper, then it gives you a reason to not act that the United States has located and has been trying to deal with. We're not developing biochemical weapons in the Ukraine. What is it about these so-called American firsters in the end who are really American lasters, if you think about it? You see these pictures of the babies being killed. You see a maternity ward hospital attack. That was targeted, attacked. 600 beds there. That's one of the biggest hospitals they have. Why? They target a nuclear power plant. Oh, Mark, you believe those stories? They attacked it. They attacked it. That's why the Ukrainians gave it up, because the Ukrainians didn't want a nuclear response. That's why. But would Putin use nuclear weapons against the United States? Well, what's he waiting for? He's waiting for MiG-29s to be given to the Ukrainian pilots through Germany? That's what would trigger the, the launching of nuclear weapons, not cutting off his oil, not ground-to-air missiles. I mean, come on, folks. This is the problem. So we get this word, escalation. It would be viewed as an escalation. The same damn generals in the United States Department of Defense, the same Joint Chiefs of Staff, the same President of the United States, the same Vice President of the United States, the same Secretary of Defense who surrendered in Afghanistan, the same Secretary of State who surrendered all leverage we had with the President of the United States, with Putin, prior to him invading, the same Secretary of State and President who is effectively, are effectively arming the Iranians with nuclear weapons as I speak. They're the ones who are afraid, oh, we don't want to escalate. Escalate? It's deterrence, ladies and gentlemen. 
Our enemies see we are weak. Our enemies see the budget that the Democrats originally put up under Biden, which flatlines the United States military while spending enormous amounts of sums, historic amounts of sums on everything else. They see it. And then I love these analysts who go on, we can't escalate, Mark. What are you talking about? The MiG-29s. We don't want to drag NATO into this. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? I really do miss the Reagan days and the Trump days. We never thought this way. We never talked this way. We never thought this way, and we never <laughs> taught it this way. He's right on both, by the way. You should miss the Reagan days and the Trump days because we never talked this way. He went on to also say, by the way, that Trump's foreign policy was genius, right? And it was. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? I really do miss the Reagan days and the Trump days. We never thought this way. We never talked this way. The reason Putin didn't invade Ukraine when uh, Donald Trump was president is because he respected and feared Donald Trump. That's why deterrence. Trump increased the military spending. He talked NATO into increasing their spending, even though he was attacked as a Russian you know, operative who, who was undermining NATO. No, he was fed up with NATO because they wouldn't spend the money they needed to defend themselves. Iran, Iran didn't in a pot, if you get my drift, because they feared Trump because Trump was destroying Iran. He choked Iran. Missile man, little rocket man over there in North Korea, he was behaving himself too. And we can go on and on and on. For all the attacks on Donald Trump, the man was a foreign policy genius, was he not? Mark is absolutely right. Simple foreign policy of strength, simple foreign policy that we need to make sure that the rest of the world knows we're not screwing around. Simple foreign policy that we're willing to talk to anybody, including, you know, North Korean leader, right? We're not, we're not afraid to talk. We're not afraid to have a conversation. We're not afraid to have dialogue with the biggest enemies in the world. Foreign policy people hated this because it meant they lost their power to manipulate the situation or to feel important or significant. It was the complete opposite of what happened many times with George Bush. It was the complete opposite of what happened with Barack Obama. Sometimes you need to find out what these people are, who they are, what they believe in, why they're acting so crazy. Sometimes you confuse the situation, diffuse it just by having a simple conversation. Which brings me back to the very beginning, the point that I made earlier. At this point, you have to ask yourself a real question. Why is it the President of the United States of America seems to be helping Vladimir Putin. Why is it that he acts like he's so afraid of a man that we should not be afraid of the way that he is acting like we should be afraid of them? Why is it? Is it because they have dirt on the entire Biden crime family? At this point, I would argue yes. I'm going to keep following this story on Hunter Biden because the parallels right now are incredible. Make sure you share this podcast with your family and friends. Hit that like button or the auto download button, subscribe button, so you get this podcast each and every single day. And I'll see you back here tomorrow.
Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head and Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.